This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, but joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show, and that is Mr. Dave Statman Roberts. Hi, Dave. Hello, Natalie. It's, um, yeah, it's coming thick and fast, these uh, preview shows. We're going to have a little bit of a slowdown, though, I think, after, uh, after next week. Definitely. We were just saying before we came on air that I feel like I speak to young Dave more than I speak to Mr Bromley at the moment and uh but we're gonna have a break for about three weeks I'm not I might have to just FaceTime you Dave because I'll miss you too much um <laughs> how how are you how are you following the uh Leicester game then Dave? Uh, well it was a little bit a uh, little bit disappointing I think we were hoping we we're going to get some sort of result out of it we've been on a, a good run and on paper it seemed to be a match that we could get a result out of and we almost did I mean it was uh, level with 10 minutes to play and then caught by a sucker punch and then another goal at the end. So it's a, a little bit of a disappointment where I think if we'd have got a point out of it, we'd have perhaps been, uh, well, we would have been happier getting a, a point, wouldn't we? Another point towards that uh, that total we need for the season. Flat, I think, is probably the best word I can use to describe hmm. that. But uh, we walked well because the team did get together this week and going to that, uh, we had quite a bit of a bumper session looking at all of the games that we needed to to look back on this week. So do um, head across to the analysis show if you haven't yet done so. Um, George, I was late back from work. This is such a shocking behaviour, Dave. I was late back from work because I got caught in traffic. And um, by the time I got back, like George and Tom had just signed on and started recording a podcast. And I had to just sign on and I was like, hello, can I have my show back, please? And George was like, no, no, I'm hosting. And it was like, Davey was doing my outro and everything. I was just sat there going... Um, I'm redundant. Anyway, I'm back now. I'm, I'm letting. I will not be doing that again. I'll be uh, 
changing the passwords I won't really uh, it's a team it's a team um well we obviously have a new game listeners that we need to be previewing um you know that's the beauty of football one game has passed we have another one immediately to look forward to not an easy task this week but nonetheless there is still hope there is always hope in the world of football so before we get on to that game day we do have a small match of a quiz question that we need to give an answer to before that Leicester preview we asked our listeners the following question. Ben Mee played his 350th league game for Burnley at Crystal Palace, but how many other players who have played for Burnley since Sean Dyche took over as manager have made more than 250 Burnley league appearances? And can you name them? Quite a lot of information to pick out from this question, Dave. What was the answer and did we have any correct submissions? Uh, well, the correct answer was there were only two other players in addition to Ben Mee, and those two players were uh, Michael Duff and Brian Jensen. Ah, who got that right? They were tough as those ones. I'm going to get it right. Um, well, now I'm going to be strict this week and not award the Quizzer of the Week title on this occasion, as although we did get some correct answers, there were some extra names thrown in as well, and we were just looking for two players. Uh, for your information, Michael Duff made a total of 342 league appearances for Burnley. Uh, obviously, he was playing uh, before Sean Dyche came to the club, and he made his last appearance, didn't he? He came on a sub down at uh, Charlton. Yeah. In the 2015-16 season, that was his uh, last appearance. And the other one, perhaps uh, one that people might not have uh, realised, was uh, Brian Jensen. He was still at the club and he made 271 appearances in total. Uh, most of those under Stan Turnant and, well, from Stan Turnant onwards, played for several managers. Uh, but in Brian Jensen's case, only one of those appearances were while Sean Dyche was manager. He came on as a, a late sub, if you remember. He came on last game of the season. I think we played mm. uh, Ipswich, if I remember right. There was the 20, uh, well, the end of the 2012-2013 season, Sean Dyche's first partial season in charge. And it's kind of an emotional uh, move at the end just to bring him on for a, a minute in in injury time to to make that appearance. Uh, so he counts as well. But there were just those two. Uh, another couple were close. Uh, Sam Vokes, he made 239 Burnley League appearances. And Chris McCann made 238. And Ashley Barnes, after uh, this week, is now on 220. Uh, but yes, they're just the two answers we're looking for, Michael Duff and Brian Jensen. Ah, Brian Jensen definitely got me, definitely got me. Um, so who did get it right then, Dave, even though you weren't, uh, you were being strict? Did, any, did anybody get any at all? You said you weren't going to uh, Well, uh, Bryn, Bryn Jones had come back with uh, four answers, but I think he'd included uh, the two we'd mentioned there. He'd mentioned uh, Chris McCann and Sam Vokes, who had made more than 250 total appearances, but not league appearances. We were very specific. We were after league appearances. Good stuff. Um, well, there's obviously going to be another quiz question at the, at the end of this episode. Um, I don't know why I pause and listen. I think I thought I was going to say something a little bit more insightful than I actually did. Don't go away. You just need to hang fire till the end of this episode. Um, not very long at all. And you'll get another quiz question. So do not go away. Premier League head to head. Well, let's move on, Dave, because of course we have a job to do. We have a game that we have to preview, and that is Chelsea at home. This Saturday, the 5th of March, a 3pm kickoff, not televised anywhere live in the UK. Can you kick us off, please, Dave, um, by looking at the history of this fixture, please, starting with Premier League meetings? 
Yeah, well, Chelsea have been ever-present in the Premier League since it came into being 30 years ago. That was in 1992, uh, which means we faced them at Turf Moor in each of our previous seven campaigns. Um, although we've beaten Chelsea in a Premier League game at Stamford Bridge when we shocked the reigning champions on the opening day of the 2017-18 season, uh, we've yet to pick up all three points in a Premier League meeting at Turf Moor. In fact, from our seven previous home games against Chelsea, we've lost six and picked up just one draw. That was in a 1-1 scoreline. That was in February 2017. Uh, After going a goal behind early on to a seventh-minute goal from Pedro, uh, Robbie Brady, who'd only recently signed, was making his second appearance following his debut the previous week, scored from a free kick to level the scores. Um, I won't dwell too much on the defeats, other than to say that Chelsea scored at least twice in their other six visits to Turf Moor. And so we know that we're going to be in for a very tough game on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, we definitely are. Memory match! Uh, what about memory match then, please, Dave? Uh, well, not surprisingly, we're going to go back a bit further in time for this week's memory match. That's due to the slim pickings available in the Premier League era. Uh, so hopefully we can invoke some positive vibes for Saturday by reminiscing about a home win over Chelsea from a very memorable campaign. Uh, namely Burnley's 1959-60 title-winning season. Although there have been several other home wins over Chelsea since then, in the 1960s, 1970s and the 1980s, the championship season remains a very special one to Burnley fans of a certain vintage. Back in those days, they didn't let a bit of snow and ice get in the way, and although the pitch was mostly white, referee Tommy Langdale gave the go-ahead once the lines and goal miles had been cleared. Burnley were having to manage without the services of their talisman, Jimmy McElroy, but took the lead in the 14th minute, when a free kick from John Angus was played into the box and Jimmy Robson poached a goal with a close-range shot past Chelsea goalkeeper Reg Matthews. That was the only goal of the first half, but seven minutes into the second half, Adam Blacklaw dived at the feet of Frank Blundstone, who played the ball across for Johnny Brooks to push the ball into an empty net and level the scores. Eight minutes later, Burnley regained the lead, as Pointer's slice pass ran to Jimmy Robson, who slotted in past Reg Matthews for his second of the game, and this proved to be the winner. Conditions should be infinitely better on Saturday afternoon, but I'm sure that we would settle for a repeat of that scoreline from 1960. Yeah, we definitely would. On this day! Um, where are we up to? On this day, then. Have, have you got any... I believe you've got something exciting for us for our On This Day feature. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for the end because there's, uh, well, yeah, we, we, we come to a, a climax at the end with uh, a fantastic result, but uh, a linked result compared with two other games as well. So I'll uh, I'll go through the results. Uh, time is moving on and we're into March already. And looking back at the past matches on the 5th of March, we have eight previous wins to reminisce about. Uh, three of those wins will be for the Second World War as we beat Burton Swifts. That was 2-0 away in a second division match in 1898. Then there was a heartening 3-1 home win over local rivals, Blackburn Rovers, in 1927. The third of those pre-war wins was a 1-0 away win that was at Chesterfield in 1938, with Bob Brocklebank scoring the goal. After a 1-1 draw at home to Arsenal in 1949 and a 1-0 away defeat at Manchester United in 1955, we picked up the fourth of our eight wins on the 5th of March in 1960 as Jimmy Robson scored the goal in a 1-0 win against Blackburn Rovers again. Can you see a pattern developing here? I see a pattern development. I like Mm -hmm. this. I like it a lot. 
keep stay tuned then. Uh, there was a 17-year gap until our next match on this date, which was a 4-1 away defeat against Hull City, who were helped by a Malcolm Lord hat-trick. In 1983, we were back to winning ways as Brian Flynn scored the only goal in a 1-0 home win over Fulham. Burnley suffered another away defeat in 1985, losing 2-1 at Brentford, but in 1988, we were convincing 3-0 winners at home to Exeter City. There followed a run of three consecutive defeats in three away games, as we lost 2-1 at Chesterfield in 1991, 3 2 at Fulham in 1994, and then 1 0 at Walsall in 2002. However, we're unbeaten in our last three games on this date. Uh, in 2011, a third minute goal from Jay Rodriguez was enough to earn us all three points against Crystal Palace at Turf Moor, and then we drew 1 1 at home to Barnsley in 2013, with Charlie Austin on the score sheet for the Clarets. Uh, our last game on the 5th of March uh, was six years ago. That was in 2016. It was uh, a Saturday lunchtime kickoff uh, and was our third home win over Blackburn Rovers on this date. And it was sealed with an Andre Gray penalty. So to summarise, our overall record for, f- for the 1st of March, uh, f- sorry, for the 5th of March is played 22, won 8, drawn 3 and lost 11 with 26 goals for and 27 against and three wins against Blackburn Rovers. Ah, let's just say that one more time. Dave, how many wins? Three. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, that concludes our look at the history of this fixture, Dave. So why don't you bring us back up to date, starting with the present and our scouting report. Scouting report! Yeah, ever since we previewed the reverse fixture that ended 1-1 at Stamford Bridge in November, Chelsea have added the title of World Club Champions following their recent extra time victory over Palmeiras in the United Arab Emirates uh, to add to their Champions League victory over Manchester City from last May. Uh, Kai Havertz scored the winning goal in both matches. Uh, We mentioned earlier in the season that Chelsea had brought in midfielder Sal Niguez on loan from Atletico Madrid, as well as signing goalkeeper Marcus Bettinelli on a free transfer from Fulham, plus striker Romelu Lukaku uh, for a stonking £100 million from Inter Milan. But there were no further incomings during the January transfer window. Uh, Tuchel has continued to favour a a 3-4-3 formation throughout the season, although in their most recent Premier League game, that was a 1-0 away win against Crystal Palace, he went with four at the back, matching his opponents in a 4-3-3 formation. As well as their exploits in the Club World Cup, Chelsea reached the League Cup final, losing out to Liverpool in a dramatic penalty shootout, although they're still active, just, in the FA Cup following their midweek comeback win at Luton, and have once again progressed to the knockout stage of the Champions League. Uh, Defender Ben Chilwell has had knee surgery and appears to be out for the season, and Chelsea's only other injury concerns at the moment are uh, Trevor Chalabar, Hakim Ziyech, Andreas Christiansen and Cesar Azpilicueta, who are all uh, believe are all rated doubtful for this weekend. Uh, Mason Mount is Chelsea's top scorer in Premier League games so far this season with seven, and is also one of three Chelsea players to have reached 100 points in the Fantasy Premier League. Leading the way in that list for them is central defender Antonio Rudiger with 108 points, followed by Mason Mount in second place with 104 points. Uh, Thiago Silva is in third with 100 points. 
good stuff. Um, well, you know that we don't like to just let you rely on our opinion of our opposition. We like to bring you an opposition view. And this week, we sat down with Chelsea Fancast. Now, do keep an eye out on their podcast, please, listeners, because our very own Adam Dennett from our analysis team um, went on their podcast to give his opposition view. Um, so they very kindly returned the favour. So this is what they had to say. Opposition view. Stanford Chidge from the Chelsea Fancast here. Good to speak to you guys, as always. Um, yeah, something of an awkward week for Chelsea and Chelsea supporters, to say the least. Uh, although we did manage to scrape through against Luton in the Cup this week, which will have helped. But I suspect probably the last team you want to face after a week like this would be Burnley away. Uh, particularly a Burnley, I think, that have hit a bit of form recently. Although I know, I know you slipped up against Leicester, but... You've put something of a run together recently and uh, desperately trying, no doubt, to avoid relegation, which I kind of hope you do, actually. But, um, yeah, it's it's not a trip that... I mean, I always kind of get worried about playing Burnley away, but, I mean, the reality, of course, is that our record up there is pretty good. Um, in fact, I mean, I remember the last two times we've, we've been up there, we won 3-0 and 4-2, which are pretty healthy results. And uh, I'm trying to think, actually. I think, that, yeah, we, we've only lost... Uh, I think one one game to you recently. Anyway, so it's, it's a while ago. The bottom line is, I think most of it will depend for us on 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 who Tuchel picks and who he can pick. Um, obviously, we picked a much weakened side on on Wednesday against Luton, but also we had a few injuries to contend with in the defence, which is why uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek played at centre back. But I would hope that Rudiger and Silva and Mondi and uh, quite possibly. Uh, Chaloba, I don't know. I mean, Chaloba got kicked in the ghoulies by uh, Cater in the Caribou Cup final last weekend, and Christensen still got an injury. So there's a bit of a doubt about that, although Reese James could go there. Although, of course, he's coming back from an injury, so I don't think he'll get, uh, you know, he, they won't want to rush him back, that's for sure. Um, but I imagine we'll set up as th- in a 3 4 3. Of course, the other issue is up top. Um, we're a much better side, I think, when Havertz starts as the number nine. Um, and you have either Pulisic or Mount up there with him. Uh, I think Ziyech may have uh, maybe a doubt as well because he got injured the other week. But we do look pretty good when Ziyech plays, Havertz plays, Mount plays, or Pulisic, any one of those. Um, of course, the alternative is you play Lukaku. Now, Lukaku's got an excellent record against Burnley. I think he's uh, he's got... Uh, I'm just trying to remember, actually. I think he's, he's scored quite a few goals up there, that's for sure, in the past. So... Who knows? He may start, but I mean, when it when we just don't seem to get the best out of him or, or be able to play to his strengths. So the other thing is, I think we also play better when we move the ball quicker. If we play Jorginho in the midfield, we tend to move the ball a lot slower. We have a lot more possession, obviously, but it goes side to side. Uh, and I think the other week when we played Lille in the Champions League and we had Kovacic and Conte uh, in the middle, we got forward a lot easier. We moved the ball forward much quick, more quickly, that's for sure. We did leave a bit of a hole at the back, though. That's the only worry with that. So it's a, it's a, and this is the dilemma that Chelsea have. We're either, you know, brilliantly solid at the defence and don't let any goals in, but we're, you know, we're. I wouldn't say we're toothless up front. We create quite a lot of chances, but we don't bloody finish them. That's the problem. Uh, and if we try and improve what's going on up front, and of course, as we all know, anybody who knows anything about football, it's not just the strikers, it's 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 the lack of goals from midfield. So if he tries to improve that, then it makes the defence a bit more vulnerable. So it's a, it's a difficult one for him to solve with the players that he's got at the moment. Uh, that said, uh, I think most of the, te- the, the, the side that he could pick 
um, you know, I still think that we're good enough to beat Burnley home or away. Um, and if we're at it, which we'll have to be against Burnley, then I think that we'll win. But that's the point. We have to be at it uh, and we have to be patient because I think Burnley, I, 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 I've got a bit of a soft spot for Burnley, as you guys know. I think Dyche is a very good manager and I know you've got some new players who are looking pretty good. Uh, Veghorst, uh, for example, would be one. And I like uh, I like Corne as well. He's a good player. So you can hurt us and you're always going to be very organised and I suspect quite physical. Uh, and I think that, that often seems to disturb a few of our players when they come against uh, physical sides and also you know it's difficult for us to break teams down that are well organized so it's going to be a really tough match for us I think and I don't think this time it's going to be a bit of a hammering like we did the last couple of occasions um, although I think if we if we get an early goal and then get another goal a second goal then I think I think that we're in for a pretty good afternoon but uh, a bit like the home the home match if we only get one goal dominate don't put the put the chances away then you're always in the game and of course you got back into that with that brilliant Vidra goal didn't you so you know Burnley are a savvy side so it's going to be a tough match for us but I do think that we I think I think we're certainly good enough to win by 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 more than the odd goal but I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like a 1-0 like Liverpool did to you the other week or even a 2-1 so there we go so I'll go for that anyway uh on a last point, best of luck for the rest of the season and I really hope you stay up. It's a fabulous trip up to Burnley. Sadly, I'm not going on Saturday. Don't have a ticket for this one. Way tickets have been a lot harder to get uh, this year for Chelsea because of the way that they're selling them. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a lottery, I'm afraid. But it's a brilliant trip up, a trip up to Burnley, which I really love. So I'd love to see you stay up and I wish you all the best with that. Okay, official dim time, Dave. Who's our referee? Uh, we've got Andre Mariner of Birmingham. He's going to be the man in the middle on Saturday afternoon. He's already refereed two Burnley games this season, uh, as well as the defeat to Huddersfield Town in the FA Cup in January. He also refereed the reverse fixture between Chelsea and Burnley at Stamford Bridge back in November. Uh, Burnley failed to win in any of the last 10 games refereed by Andre Mariner, with eight defeats and just two draws, including that one at Chelsea, in those 10 matches. However, he was the referee for a memorable big six upset at Turf Moor as George Boyd scored the winner against Manchester City. That was in March 2015. But this was just one of four Burnley victories in Andre Mariner's 18 previous matches in charge. There haven't been any red cards in any of these previous matches. Uh, and finally, for this section, Mike Dean will be the video assistant referee this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think referees at the moment, I'm just I'm losing my patience with them. So uh, it would be very nice if we could just have a good refereeing performance. That would be superb. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Um, well, we know you don't want to leave it there, Dave, because I know you like to treat our listeners and our listeners know the drill they expect from you. So please deliver. Please delve deep into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Uh, yeah, back to its usual place in the show, we have yet another stat of the week for you. Uh, Burnley have already drawn as many matches in the Premier League this season as we have in any of our previous Premier League campaigns. The total of 12 drawn matches from 25 played so far for 2021-22 equals the number of draws from 2014-15 and also 2017-18. With 13 matches still to play, it would be no surprise to see this total beaten by some distance. 
Ever since three points for a win were introduced in 1981, the most draws we've seen in a league season for Burnley is 17. That was from 46 matches, which coincidentally, or perhaps not, was in the season when three points for a win came into force, at 1981-82, when Burnley finished as Division Three champions. In addition, 17 is also the highest number of drawn matches in any previous Burnley league season. Uh, the most drawn matches in any, any top-flight season for Burnley is 15. That was in 1969-70, although that was in a 42-match season. Mm, good stuff. I do like stat of the week. It's always a good one. Um, how are you feeling in advance this game? I think uh, the common consensus around Camp Burnley is that the uh, wind had been taken out of our sails like, with that setback against uh, Leicester midweek. Um, I think we could have probably done without having to face... Chelsea, albeit at home this weekend, but it's not impossible, Dave, is it? Surely we can, you know, we, we're resolute and we are stubborn. Could we get some points from this game? Uh, nothing's impossible. We, we drew down there, so uh, you play at home, you've theoretically uh, got more chance of winning. Um, yeah, on, on our day, we can get a result against anyone. We've shown that against the sides that have, uh, we've played. We've obviously beaten Tottenham. Uh, we were unlucky against Liverpool, a narrow defeat, and we got a point against uh, Manchester United. So, um, on our day, we can do it, um, but we're going to need to be at our our very best and perhaps hope that Chelsea have a little bit of a an off day. They are going reasonably well this season. I don't think they're quite up to the levels of uh, Liverpool and Manchester City, but they look like uh, consolidating a solid third place. Um, but they can slip up on the day. So, uh, I mean, the, I, I did see quite a bit of the match when they played against Luton. Uh, Luton surprised them with a, a couple of goals. Um, so, yeah, anything's possible. Yeah, I think there's obviously quite a lot of noise around Chelsea at the moment with everything that's going on. And Abramovich now putting the, the club up for sale. It must be a concerning time for being um, a Chelsea fan, albeit it obviously the sale of a football club pales into significance, um, insignificant, sorry, compared to what's going on everywhere else. But there's, there's a period of uncertainty and Tuchel himself looked a bit ruffled in his presses this week as well. So you never know if, if things you know, if things aren't quite going our way, uh, their way and we capitalise on that. Um, do you want to give me a score prediction then? Are we going to see a famous Dave draw, which means you don't think we're going to win? Well, how's this going to go, Dave? Come on. No, I'm, well, it, it's heart and head. Heart says... Yeah, Hart says we might get a draw. We could, could get a win, but maybe lean towards a draw. Head says we're probably going to lose, so I'm going to go for us to lose 2-1. Oh, Dave, no! At least give us the Roberts draw. Come on. <laughs> God, listeners, Statman Dave said that we're going to lose. Well, I'm going to say that we're going to... I'm going to say we're going to win. I'm gonna. I said on the analysis show this week that George Poole cruelly robbed me of. <laughs> I'm not gonna let him forget this. Um, I said that I was feeling like I just couldn't see how we were gonna get relegated. I felt very confident that we were gonna survive, and I kind of maintain that. Um, and I think we're gonna recover from a disappointing home tie against Leicester by winning. I think we're gonna nick it one nil, um, and it's gonna be a Vout Veghorst header from a corner. No, it will be a header. Which, like which means on the corner. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to be a Ben Me uh, header, though, is it? No, nope, can't be a Ben Me header. That's banned for the rest of the season. We are not allowed <laughs> to have them anymore. It's going to be. There's going to be a header. Either Tarky or Ben Me will try and head it in. 
keeper will save it or it'll bounce off somebody and Begos will just throw it into back at net. Um, do, do, we think, who, do we think Ben Mee's going to be playing? Because looking at the press conference well, today, Sean Dyche came out with the usual um, Ben Mee's touch and go. So we oh, know what that God, means, don't out we? Out for three months. Yeah, out for three months. We'll see you in three months' time. Um, I'm assuming, did he... Did he Apologise. I haven't seen his press conference yet. I'm going to listen to it after this recording. But am I to assume that he apologised profusely for dropping Jay and starting Corney and he's going to rectify that on Saturday and start with Jay? Nothing as many words, no. I see. He hasn't got my vision. Um, okay, listeners, you know the drill by now. You know exactly what we need from you at this stage of the preview show. We want the score, the scorers, and how they score. You can tweet us at none and ever. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or you can drop us an email at previewshow at noninever.net. Fantasy Premier League update. Dave, moving on. Second half of the show. Give me some FPL news, please. I believe we have just finished game week 27. So come on, hit us up with some news, please. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, Burnley's match against Leicester uh, was the final match of game week 27, which means we can give some table updates. It's fortunate with the timings. Uh, so first of all, for the main league table, I can update you with the news of the latest top five, including a brand new leader following the conclusion of game week 27. We have got in fifth place a climber. That's Tall Paul on 1,752 points. Uh, a non-mover in fourth is Chris Horner on 1758 uh, and then it's close again at the top we've got uh, Jacob Sapwell down to third uh, he's on 1768 we've got Luke Lambert down to second on 1769 and we've got uh, uh, say aka Eric uh, who is on 1774 that's our leader at the top by just a narrow lead of five points Ooh, it's getting close. It's getting close. I also believe we can probably give us some February Man of the Munch. Man of the Munch? Hang on a minute. <laughs> what on earth was that? February Man of the Munch. Um, That's one for the outtakes. I, I can't even explain that, listeners. I know sometimes I trip over my words because I speak too fast and I get a bit giddy. But man of the munch, I don't know what that means. Dave, what I meant to say was, I believe that we have concluded our February manager of the month competition. Please rescue this awful situation I found myself in and deflect us with some news. We have indeed. I can put our listeners out of their misery and tell them who the uh, top <laughs> five are. Uh, in fifth place was uh, Jason McKenna. We've had a... a Guest on the uh, on the program on the uh, show previously a couple of times, uh, he was on three hundred and fifty points. Actually, joint fourth because Sir uh, Patrick Hallinan was also on three fifty for February. We then had uh, again joint second as uh, Dan Statham and Ursay uh, Eric again on three six seven. But the winner, outright winner for February, was uh, Jens Turfing. 378 points, uh, 11 ahead of everyone else, is our February Manager of the Month. Excellent. Well, we have a little bit of an appeal for um, February Manager, uh, well, manager, manager of the Month, generally speaking. Um, we have given out August, September, October, November, December, January, February. That's now seven Manager of the Month awards. And I am holding in my hand just two envelopes 
to award No Nay Never stickers that are going out in the post tomorrow. One to Andrew Smith, one to Adam Dennett. We've got, that means we've got five, five more managers who need to get in touch with us with their contact details, please. Now, Dave, you think that you have found most of them, don't you? Uh, yes, we need to do some uh, digging to try and find uh, details of who our other manager of the month are. I think we've got uh, Andrew Smith already. Uh, yeah, we've got, got his sticker out to him. We know Adam's got his. And the other other winners were, just to run through them, we had uh, Adam Major, Paul Gibson, Brody Robinson, and obviously Jens Turf in the latest one. I think we've got Twitter handles for all of those apart from Paul Gibson. So we'll, uh, we'll send some tweets out as well and hopefully get your uh, stickers to you for being manager of the month. Yes, please do. It's a lovely sticker um, and we would like to hear from you. Uh, it'd just be very nice to be able to give you a little prize. Now, let's move on away from, uh, I, keep feel, I feel like I'm going to say it again, manager of the munch, as we're now going to call it. Um, we've obviously got to go again. There's, there's obviously been no change, I suspect, in our separate podcast and mini league because blah, 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 blah. Uh, so let's just look at get team of the week instead for game week 27, please, Dave. Uh, yeah, we can bring you back up to date with another team of the week. And here are the best performing players for game week 27. Uh, despite it being a double game week for Burnley players and lots of uh, managers bringing in Burnley players and captaining Burnley players, uh, there isn't actually any representation in the team of the week this time. Uh, but I can reveal the team of 11 players would have earned you 126 points, excluding captain points or bonus chips. And the players were in a 5-3-2 formation. Uh, we had uh, Watford's Ben Foster in goal. We had a back five of uh, Doherty, Cash, Shaw, Mings and Walker-Peters. Uh, we had uh, West Ham, Southampton, Crystal Palace midfield with uh, Suchek, Romeo and Schlupp. And our forwards were uh, Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane. That was the uh, the team. Uh, the highest scoring player was Spurs defender Matt Doherty. He had a fantastic week. He'd only scored 11 points all season prior to the weekend, but added a further 18 points to his tally. That was thanks to a goal, an assist, a clean sheet, plus three bonus points in their 4-0 away win against Leeds United at Ellen Road. Um. So what do we need to look at now? We're going to look ahead... Game week 28 includes some midweek games, doesn't it? Um, including three, I think, on Thursday, the 10th of March, which is next week, obviously. So that means we'll probably have to miss out on our regular FPL updates when we record our next preview show, which is obviously going to be for our vital, vital away game at Brentford, which I'm already terrified about. Um, but before that, and as promised, um, well, actually, no, before I go on to that, I'll, I'll do something else. Um, what are we going to do then, Dave? Because... Will we be able to? Will we? Will we be able to get an FPL update in before we have that three-week break? We won't, will we? No. So it's going to be like four weeks before we get any FPL updates. Right. We'll try. I think we'll try something a little bit different in that break when we're off the preview show for three weeks. Do we'll an FPL special. Some, we'll do. We'll either do an FPL. Yeah, we'll do an FPL special. I think. Um, I think that's the way to do it. Once we've got them done, let's just get some stuff out there and do an FPL session and maybe invite some listeners on as well. We'll have an FPL party. How does that sound? Well, we can do it after the um, after the game, after the following week, yeah, after the, the Southampton, what would have been the Southampton game. Yeah. There'll be a partial game week that week, maybe after that week, which will be the sort of break before the internationals. We'll then have a, an up-to-date table. It will take into account both weeks of the um, FPL and we can throw some other stuff in there as well. That would be uh, Let's do different. that. 
That'll be fun. You'll be missing us all by then, listeners. So, yeah, we'll have an FPL party. Done. It's a date. Statman Dave's quiz question. Well, before we disappear for another and sign off for another one, Dave, we have a quiz question. What have you decided to set for our listeners this week, please? Uh, yeah, this week's quiz question is a Chelsea-related one. Uh, prior to this weekend, which players scored for Burnley the last time the Clarets beat Chelsea at Turf Moor? And what was the year? Oh, goodness me. That's a that's a stinker, as always. Um, well, I'm going to submit my answer straight after recording, Dave. Why don't you tell our listeners what how they can submit their answers, please, be it correct or incorrect. Uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us to let us know the answer using any of these methods. You can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at no near never on Twitter. Uh, you can email us. Uh, that's preview show at no near never dot net. Or you can also reply to the post for this preview show on either the no near never Facebook page or on YouTube. Good stuff. And we will reveal the correct answer at the start of our Brentford preview show. But finally, to finish us off properly, do we have any community news, please? Oh, quite a little bit this week. Yes, uh, this week, Ooh. friend of the show, Jordan North, who was our guest on a No Near Never special interview. Uh, that, in, that was back in October 2020. Uh, he's rowing home from London to Burnley uh, along 100 miles of canals over five days. That's in aid of comic relief. Uh, that challenge is due to be completed this Friday, uh, but you can support the cause by visiting comicrelief.com slash Jordan to make a donation and add to the incredible total, which has already topped £250,000. Uh, since our last preview show, there's been another change to our Premier League match schedule, as we've mentioned already. Uh, Southampton beat West Ham in the last 16 of the FA Cup. And as a consequence of this, our home game against the Saints, which was originally scheduled for FA Cup quarterfinals weekend, the 19th of March, now needs to be rearranged. Uh, there are a couple of other matches that still need to be rearranged as well. We've got our uh, away match against Villa and also a home match against Everton. So three more Burnley games to be squeezed in sometime. We don't think anything's going to happen uh, before the international uh, break. That'd be too soon. So it's going to be sometime uh, after that. And I guess they're all, well, probably all going to be uh, midweek games. Uh, so we're going to have a busy time after the international break as well. Mm. Um, also, uh, this Saturday afternoon, the London Clarets will be manning the collection points around Turf Moor between 1pm and 2.40pm for anyone who is able to bring a tin for the bin. Uh, the Burnley FC Community Kitchen Food Bank collection points will be positioned around Turf Moor to accept donations of tinned items, other packets of dried food, tea bags, instant coffee, UHT milk and fruit juice, and all donations are gratefully accepted to help those in Burnley in the most need. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely superb initiative. So do please bring um, a tin for the bin. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Well, that's all we've got time for for this particular preview show. My thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to make this possible. First of all, to Chelsea Fancast for their opposition view. Um, and also thank you to Adam Dennett for going on their podcast, which meant they're coming out with so Yeah, that was useful. Um, Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements. To producer Matt, our MVP. And of course, Dave Statman-Roberts for researching our preview show episodes and getting all of your loved stats all in one place. Last but by no means least, you, the listener, for downloading and listening to this podcast. Your support is so very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, 
we will be back on Tuesday in the analysis show to look back on what will hopefully be a Chelsea win. Um, and Dave and I will be back next week for a regular Friday night preview show looking ahead at <gasps> gulp that Brentford game. Um, keep cool, Clarets, 13 games to go, probably six wins needed. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. So do take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and we will see you soon. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview short brought to you by the None and Ever podcast. Until next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.